Welcome everyone to this week's Stepping Stone. Basically, this is a space for us to go deeper and reflect on our conversation from earlier in the week while having a little fun too. This week, I talked to Eva Hagberg, author of the critically acclaimed memoir, How to Be Loved, about isolation, living with uncertainty, and surviving your biggest fears. I'm your host, Ingrid Nilsson, and I'm here with our producer, Christina Cleveland. So you may be like, oh, Christina's here too. Well, that is because... One, we have decided to do the reflection episodes together, and you will hear her in other reflection episodes. But because we've had this shift in our content and things are getting posted in a slightly different order than we had planned due to COVID-19, you're just going to notice some little changes here and there. The audio is going to sound different because some of these episodes were recorded in the YouTube space and some of them have been recorded in my closet. So this is a process, everyone. We're all in this together. And because this is a creative process, I wanted to let you know about a new segment that we are going to be including in these reflection episodes. And this segment is called Ins and Outs. And Christina and I are both really excited about this. And basically what this is, is a space for us to just chat about things that we're really into right now and things that are out for us. So it could be anything from beauty products, movies, music, food, habits, routines, pretty much anything and everything. Think of this as our little playground for indulgence. Speaking of all the creative changes and shifts, You will be hearing ins and outs in this episode, but because of schedule changes, you won't be hearing ins and outs for the next couple episodes. So I think by the time we get into like April, the schedule will start kind of evening out because we did record things in advance. So by the time April rolls around, things will smooth out a little bit. But I'm just trying to let go and let things flow the way that they need to. So with that, here she is, Christina Cleveland, our producer. Hi, Christina. Hello. Oh my gosh, I feel like so much has been happening. Yeah, little did we know last time we were in the YouTube space that we wouldn't be for a long time. I know. Yeah, I just told Christina that I ordered uh mic so I can record from my closet with an actual microphone so I feel like that will be a little step up for us but Christina are you ready for ins and outs here I'm ready I've been thinking of ins and outs all week and then forgetting them (laughs) they keep coming to me when I'm like in the shower and I can't write them down so I've had so many good ones and I feel like whatever just comes up today I wasn't really prepared for oh my gosh I totally feel that too I literally have two post-it notes in front of me one says in and one says out because (laughs) I felt like I was having the same experience where I'm like oh I'm in the shower oh I'm doing something that's not just like sitting down and brainstorming about things. And I was like, oh, I need to run and write this down before I forget. This is one that I actually had mentioned to you before, and it's just been coming up again and again in the last week. But I am someone who tends to save things, especially good quality things. I use usually the lower quality things that I own first, and I save like expensive beauty products, I save good chocolate, I save good olive oil, which is really not a good approach because all of these things degrade with time, but I do it anyway. And so my in for today is that I've been using up all of the things or even just opening for the first time all the things that I had been saving for a special occasion. Oh my gosh, I love that. What is like been the thing where you were like, oh my gosh, why didn't I use this sooner? If there was one thing that you had to pick. Well, I finally opened the Fresh Creme Ancienne, which is 
just a divine face mask that I have been saving. I hadn't even cracked the seal and I was actually worried that it was gonna go bad. I've had it for so long, but I opened it. I've been using it every other day like they recommend. And also I know my past self would have used like the tiniest pin prick amount of it, but I've been really forcing myself to like apply it generously. You're like, should I put this all over my body? (laughs) (laughs) Should I be that generous? I know that creme on Cien, I feel like because the whole backstory behind the creme on Cien is that it's made by monks in a monastery, it makes you want to hold on to it even more. And you're like, this is so precious. I must have it in my space, but never use it. So to use it, I feel like is a big deal. It's a huge deal. And there are other things that I've been saving. Like sometimes I save the ends of books because I don't want to finish them because I don't want to ever be done with them. But I've finished a couple of books and there are like episodes of Sex and the City that I still haven't seen because I'm saving that. But I'm not ready to watch them yet. I'm still going to keep saving those. Because you're like, once I watch them, that means it's over. Yeah, I don't even know that I ever want that to be the case. So I'm not going to watch those yet. I totally feel that because I do the same thing with books, with TV shows. Like there are so many TV shows where I have not seen the end and I'll literally wait months because I'm like, I can't come to terms with the fact that this is ending and I'm not ready to deal with my grief yet. So I will revisit this when I can deal with my grief. It sounds so silly, but it's so true. And I feel like it's just important to acknowledge those things about ourselves. But I feel like this is a time to like use those things that we have labeled as special and like, I'm going to save it for later and enjoy them. This is that time. I know that later time has come. Do you have anything Mm -hmm. else for your ins? There are a few things that I'm currently testing and we'll see maybe next time if they were an in or an out. I know. So I'm really excited as we continue with these ins and outs, like to see what is in and what is out. And if anything changes, like maybe something that's out with us will come back in. And I'm interesting to see, like, I'm interested to see what the journey is going to be like. But side note, how has being at home been for you? Because I feel like now it's been officially over a week since we were working together in person. Yeah, I think the working from home is okay. It's everything else. It's like everything that's happening outside of my cube of an apartment that has me just feeling anxious. Yeah. What about you? I feel the same way. I have some things in my outs that I think address that. (laughs) Oh, man. The end of my outs is, like, pretty angsty. So it just is what it is. Let's start with your ins. Okay. I have some ins. I, too, have also been using all the things that I've been saving for some vague, obscure later time. And it's been the best thing that I could have done for myself. So, like, I had a bottle of wine that a friend brought over as a housewarming present. Uh, When I invited her over for dinner, she brought two really nice bottles of French wine and we drank one at dinner and then I saved the other. And I was like, I'm gonna save this. And I opened that bottle of wine and enjoyed a glass of it. And I've also, connecting to the wine, have enjoyed using my wine decanter. So I got a crystal wine decanter, uh, like a fancy person. And (laughs) I have been using that wine decanter and just really loving it. So before I was kind of reserving it for like people coming over for dinner, and now I'm just using it with myself. And I'm even thinking, I should just put water in here and like drink my daily water from this really cool decanter that I got. It just feels like a luxurious experience. And I always thought that wine decanters were just super unnecessary, especially when I would watch period dramas and they would just be pouring wine into a decanter. And they always made it seem like it was 
such an important step. And I was like, this just seems so unnecessary. And now I'm realizing, oh, there's a reason the wine tastes so much better in a decanter and like letting it breathe. It tastes amazing. I love the image of you drinking water out of your crystal decanter. (laughs) I hope you do that. That's just so over the top. But I'm just like, you know, I really like this. I bought this for myself. I spent like $40. I love it. So I'm going to keep using it. Maybe I'll put some juice in it. You could put some Oatly in there. Yeah. Oh my God, that's a good idea. (laughs) I could do that. I've actually been eating like kids cereal, like Cap'n Crunch um, for dessert. Ooh, that's a good indulgence. Pour my milk in the decanter and then pour it into Captain Crunch. I wish that we could hear from the listeners like what habits have they taken up at home during their isolation? <laughs> like you are eating Captain Crunch for dessert. I'm doing a really extravagant face mask every other day. Uh, I hope people call in and let us know like what have you been doing with your solo time? I really want to know too because I feel like I have this really fancy unfancy thing happening simultaneously like Captain Crunch wine decanter contemplating putting milk in the wine decanter that's where I am also my ins list is a little log I'm excited about some things which I feel like is important right now like Eva said in the episode allow yourself to seek and experience joy one thing that has definitely brought me joy is my friend Brooks newsletter called pop culture Mondays I love it I've sent it to you so you're familiar with it but there are just things in that newsletter that I will just think about for the entire week it's always centered around pop culture and it's not meant to be political and I feel like it's just a really nice break from all the news and I loved it before this moment but I'm really loving it now because it just feels like something fun and indulgent and it's a read that I can do in 10 minutes and I feel like I know what's going on with pop culture in the week. And so I've really been loving that a lot. I have too. And for the first one that she sent out after we all sort of went into isolation, I felt a little bit like, should I read a pop culture Monday on this Monday? And even in her newsletter, she said, I wasn't sure if I should continue this during this time but I thought you all might want the release. And in reading it that week, I was laughing so hard. It was much needed. And I'm really happy that she's continuing. And it kind of feels like it's taken on a new form. I know. I was just chuckling throughout the week, remembering some of the pieces of her newsletter from last week. So I just realized how much joy it brought me. And we'll definitely link to it if you guys are interested in reading it. It is just pure fun. Another thing that's in for me is uncomfortable feelings. I'm not going to go too deeply into this because I don't want to cry in my closet again. I cried in my closet yesterday. I don't want to do it right now, but I've been trying to let uncomfortable feelings in. And I will say this, I have felt pressure to be positive when I don't actually feel positive on the inside. And it feels like this pressure to be externally positive when I'm internally experiencing anger, sadness, grief frustration, just so many different feelings. And I've been working through that. And it's been tough and complicated. But one thing that really helped me was listening to Deepak Chopra. He has a recent meditation, and it's specifically for this moment, COVID-19. And you can like Google quiet mind versus positive mind Deepak Chopra and it should come up I think I watched it on like Facebook or something but he was talking about the difference between a quiet mind and a positive mind and was saying that it's actually more important to have a quiet mind than a positive mind because if you are trying to force yourself into a space of positivity when that's not actually how you're feeling it can cause more stress and so that's exactly what I was feeling. And I think it was 
just so many things coming together, you know, like the things that I was consuming and just like ultra positive. And I was just like, I'm not at this place yet. And I think just surrendering to that and acknowledging that was a huge thing for me. So letting uncomfortable feelings in is in for me. I'm going to end with beauty here for my ins list. First aid beauty ultra repair cream. Oh, my savior right now. I have a huge tub of it in my bathroom next to my sink because as Brooke mentioned in Pop Culture Monday, the hand washing is leading to really dry hands. (laughs) But I'm just like, I don't care. It's something that I have to do. So it's just what's happening right now. But the one thing that I am doing at night is slathering my hands in the First Aid Beauty Ultra Repair Cream, which does help a little bit. I'm just washing my hands so much. So during the day, they're super dry, but at least they get some relief at night. And that tub has been my savior and Erica's too. We've both been dipping into that thing. That was really timely. I feel like that arrived not so long ago too. I know that arrived within the last month. And I had no idea that it would be so useful to me so quickly. (laughs) Okay, so let's talk about our outs. I'm interested to hear what you have to say. Well, one of my outs is screens. I know that there have been some really amazing developments with everyone socializing on screens, but I just feel like I'm on a screen from almost when I wake up in the morning to when I go to bed at night, and I'm just tired of looking at screens. It's where I do my meditation, it's where I'm working out, it's where I'm talking to my family and my friends, and where I'm working, of course. Oh, and entertaining myself too. And I can't say that I have a really good replacement or that I've figured this out yet. I'm trying to read more and journal more, but there's only so much of that I can do. But I'm just feeling over screens. Oh, I totally feel that. I had that thought and feeling last night where I was like, I really love all the interactions I've had today. But I think a piece of the anxiety that's happening for me is coming from being so on a screen so much more than I usually am. And I think that that just has like a physical effect on my body. And and so I spent 30 minutes reading last night and that definitely helped a little bit. But I feel like it's just something we don't have an answer for and we don't have to. Yeah, and obviously I'm grateful for screens. I also saw someone else talking about, isn't it great that this is happening during this time in history as opposed to before where it would have been truly boring to go through this like without the internet. And so I don't want to bash it too much, but I do just feel like I'm at peak screen time right now. I feel that. And I feel like it's one of those things that is a, I'm grateful for it. And I am also experiencing some exhaustion from it. And it can just be both of those. My other out is high intensity workouts. I've been trying to make a point to move my body every day and it's great that so many studios are offering at-home workout options, but last week I did an at-home workout that had burpees and jumping jacks and mountain climbers and then I could barely walk for several days. I couldn't do yoga or stretch or really even move very much because I was just so sore. And so I just realized that I would rather do something really, really low intensity and do it every day or even do it several times a day when I can than do something that's going to have me out of commission for a while. Yeah, and like struggling to sit down or just like move in a basic way. Yeah. Okay, well, here's my out list. We're starting off with Justin's Almond Butter. Justin's Almond Butter is out for me. I have been loyal to this almond butter for so long, and I have just reached a point, especially now living in New York, I think in LA, depending on where I bought it from, it was maybe $12 to $15, which is already expensive for almond butter. But 
because I could make it last a while and I really enjoyed it. It was worth it to me. Now in New York City at most places, it is $20 and I am eating just more nut butter in general. And so I'm like, Justin's almond butter, I cannot spend $20 on you. I'm not even sorry about it. Like I just, I don't want to spend $20 on this. And So I've just been trying different nut butters that cost like $6 and they're super delicious. And so I'm okay with that. Right now I'm back on peanut butter, which I haven't really eaten in a while. And I'm really into that. I wish I knew the brand, but the label fell off like right after I brought it home. So (laughs) I'm not sure what peanut butter I'm eating, (laughs) but it's good. TBD, it might make a future ins list. I know. Okay, a skincare out for me is, this is probably going to be upsetting to some people, but Drunk Elephant Baby Facial. I am saying it. It is out for me because I just can't deal with the stinging anymore. It makes my face really red. And while I like the results, maybe a few days later, I don't really like how it feels when it's on. And then my face is red. And then it takes a few days to like readjust. And so I'm just letting that go because I'm just not in a place where I want to be choosing to have my face sting anymore. So that's where I am with the baby facial. Instead, I've been using the Primera facial peeling gel, which I really like. That doesn't hurt at all. It's much more gentle, in my opinion, and oddly satisfying because the chunks of dry skin come off and you can like see them, which is really weird, but really satisfying too, which I had no idea that would be a thing for me. You're shedding your layers. Yeah, exactly. I'm revealing what's underneath, the true me. (laughs) Okay, next out for me is Zyrtec and Allegra. (laughs) I have been on a journey with allergies in general. So I have really not ever experienced seasonal allergies. Last year was the first time where I kind of experienced them a little bit. But this year I'm getting hit very hard with seasonal allergies. And so I've been making the rounds with the different allergy medications. And so far, I've tried Zyrtec. And that was pretty much an immediate no for me because it made me super sleepy and just like groggy all day. Then I tried Allegra kind of just made me feel not sleepy, but I guess somewhat lightheaded a little bit. Like I just felt a little bit off. And so I now have a box of Claritin to experiment with and see how that goes. And this is, I think, my last chance. So I'm really hoping that Claritin works because allergies are real right now in New York City. Like in the midst of all of this, pollen is still coming out. Yes, we've both been dealing with allergies. And in the beginning, it was very much a, is this a symptom? Do, (laughs) is this, do I need to worry about what's going on here? But we got to the bottom of it and it was just allergies. I was just trying to grab for my phone because I saved this meme that I saw online that is exactly this experience. I saved this because I wanted to share it with you. It is pollen still coming out during a global pandemic. Bitch, read the room. (laughs) Oh, man. Yeah. I found this through uh, Mina's Instagram. She is the co-host of Call Your Girlfriend, the podcast, and she reposted this on her Instagram stories, and I died because I was like, this is my life exactly. Like, I am fine when I'm inside with my air purifiers helping with my allergies, but the minute I go outside, I'm like, oh my god, this pollen is just... It's like a booby trap. Like, they want us to touch our faces. I know. I'm just like, do not touch your face, and my whole face is just like asking to be scratched, and I'm like, this is just... It's just so hard not to scratch. Anyway. Okay, my last out is... People telling me to see the silver lining. I have heard the word silver lining so much in the last week. And like I said, I'm in this mode of letting uncomfortable feelings in. And so when I have either read silver lining or somebody has said it to me, I am just like, I'm not there yet. I'm not ready for this. I understand the idea, 
but I have to get through my feelings first in order to truly be in that space where I can see the light a little bit more. And I've just been thinking about this more deeply and about how I really want my life to be an experience of wholeness. And in order to feel the wholeness, I have to acknowledge the things that are really painful and uncomfortable because those also inform the things that are really beautiful and powerful and meaningful and filled with joy for us. And I think those two things aren't adversaries. I think they're actually things that inform each other and work together. And so with that kind of mindset, I've been trying to encourage myself to just like be sad, be angry, experience the grief. Like I'm incredibly angry around the injustice with COVID-19 and the racism and the xenophobia and how you know, rich people and celebrities and prominent figures can get tested really easily. And then other people are like struggling to get a test and often like can't get one. And I'm really sad because this is just so incredibly devastating that this is happening around the world and so many lives are being lost. And I feel so much grief around that. And I feel so much grief around the things that I was planning for in my life, like the small grief. I'm trying to allow myself to have that like small grief around things that I was genuinely looking forward to. And now those things aren't happening. And I'm trying to invite those things in and spend time with those things. And so I just am over the silver lining as of right now. I'm just not ready for it. Silver linings, not for me as of this week. I know what you mean. I've been trying not to judge myself too much. I just, in my time alone, I think I've been noticing judging myself for whatever I'm feeling. Like if I laugh at something, is it okay to laugh? If I am feeling really sad, even though my suffering doesn't compare to other people's suffering, I'm judging that. And then I'm also finding that I'm judging other people. I'm judging other people for not staying home. I'm judging my partner who I live with because we have different stances on how much news to consume. Just a lot of judgment in general. And so for me, there was this line from a poem that I heard the other day that really stuck with me that said, peace is this moment without judgment. It's from a poem called Peace by Dorothy Hunt. And so right now I'm trying to find peace in each moment. And my way of trying to access that is by not judging whatever it is that's happening and not trying to see a negative or a positive, just letting it be. Oh, I wish I could dip into your experience. <laughs> so peaceful. I'm like over well, here. You know, I can manage it for like three seconds and then I'm back to judging. So far, I think I've been able to manage it for maybe like a second at a time, maybe. I mean, I feel like this is a good segue into our reflection on the episode with Eva because we talk so much about feeling uncomfortable feelings and letting them come in and what happens when you invite these things in and, you know, looking under the hood, but not feeling like you have to do it all at once, but just kind of like taking a peek and seeing what's there and being like, okay, maybe I'll explore this today and then putting it back under the hood and coming back to it when you want to. And then also seeking joy and experiencing joy and that being okay. And I feel like these last several days especially have been incredibly difficult for me. I feel like I've just been on this roller coaster and I've truly been living one day at a time. And I just feel like if I can feel my feelings on that day, whatever they are, and acknowledge them, that is a step towards healing. And if I take a step towards healing, that can help me to see something that is beautiful, notice something that brings me joy, experience a small moment of joy. And I think those like small moments, even when I'm in a space of feeling really awful, help me survive the day. And I think, again, it goes back to that, like, 
balance. And there's just always been this quote that I really love. And it's every day may not be good, but there's something good in every day. And as I've been in this space of I can't deal with things that are just like super positive and like not acknowledging anything else because I'm just not in that space yet. I have really gone back to this quote because I love it so much because it acknowledges that you can feel things that are really complicated and difficult and painful and have a really horrible, hard day and also see something small and beautiful and let yourself experience that too. And I think it goes back to that like feeling of wholeness that I was talking about where the two aren't adversaries, they actually work together. And the thing that I've been pushing against is that false sense of positivity, like going into a space of being positive when I'm just not there yet. And I think acknowledging pain and being in those feelings and then seeing something that really touches me as being joyful or beautiful, whatever it happens to be. That's like the space that I want to be in because nothing is being forced. I'm inviting, I'm noticing, I'm seeing those things. But the thing that I've been resisting is the false positivity. So really being in touch with myself and asking myself, okay, am I entering a space where I feel like I just need to be positive, but that's not actually where I am internally and trying to get my internal world and external worlds to match each other. And I think that's hard because Eva and I were talking about, we are conditioned to believe that emotions are unbecoming, especially uncomfortable ones. And so yesterday I was just like, I need to cry. And like, it just came out and it was snotty and it was a cry and I was in my closet and that felt like the best thing that I could do for myself in that moment and that felt like where I needed to be and that was a moment where my internal landscape matched my external world where I was like letting that internal world come out and have space outside of me and then I was just able to breathe so much more even though everything didn't go away it did feel like a huge release and before we started recording we had asked listeners what they wanted to hear us talk about today and one person actually said finding the positives in a time like this. So I hope this is helpful for you, but it is, it's really complicated. Yeah, I think, you know, a positive for me yesterday was having two phone conversations with two friends who were like the first people that acknowledged the feelings that I also feel too. They didn't try to like, make things better or like try to be positive. I just straight up at the beginning of the call when they asked like, how are you doing? I was like, not good. I'm moody today. It's all over the place. There's a lot happening. And they were like, I'm there too. I don't feel great either. And it just felt like, oh my God, I can just breathe a little bit more because these people that I care about are in this space with me. And that was a positive for me, like something so small, but it meant so much to me to just have other people not only acknowledge my experience, but mirror it back to me and to be honest with me about how they were feeling. Yeah, I think that's helpful because like I said, what I've been feeling is judgment, judging myself for the feelings that I've had, how severely I feel them versus other people, comparing my experience to others, even though I may not be going through certain things, just knowing that people in my life are, or even strangers, like knowing that the world is going through this right now feels like I can't sleep at night. <laughs> like I've been trying very hard to go to bed early and I fall asleep, but I can't stay asleep. It's like every small noise or movement is waking me up. And I think that's just the way that my body is responding to stress. Yeah, I've been experiencing that too, just like waking up so much more than I usually do. Like, it's just like, 
I'm on on high alert. Like, what's coming now? Yeah, and also when I'm out, like, if I hear a loud noise, I feel so on edge, like, oh, an explosion has happened. Or I was walking on the sidewalk and someone came running up to go into a building that was near me. But in my mind, I was like, I'm being attacked. I'm just so, like my senses are at a higher level right now and everything feels panic inducing. Oh my God. I had an experience this morning walking Tato in the park. So it was just me and I was walking down a path and it was near like a little lake slash pond and there were some other people around distantly in the grass as I was on the path and all of a sudden this huge noise came out of nowhere and I look up and there are these two huge just blobs I didn't know what they were but they're two huge blobs falling through the trees and kind of like flapping around and it turned out it was two swans coming through the trees and landing and it was so loud and they kind of like hit some branches of the trees like as they were landing they were totally fine but all of us in that area freaked out like everyone turned and was like super scared and it was just that moment of oh my gosh we are all so on edge like all of us just had looks of like oh my god what just happened and then we realized okay it's just swans landing (laughs) near the pond it's okay and then we just resumed walking in our opposite directions but that was a moment of like oh my god my heart started racing and I was like what now what's happening now (laughs) well I feel a little better then (laughs) yeah it's definitely not just you because I'm experiencing it and at least three other people this morning experienced it too so at least we know that five of us in the world are experiencing that. So one of the other comments that came in was how to be creative when energy is low. How have you been dealing with that? Oh, man. It's been been rough over here. You know, I'm someone who works from home just regularly. That part is familiar to me, but there's so many external circumstances in the world that are just so all over the place and it just seems like the entire world is in this space of being uprooted in so many different ways and so for me I think what I've learned about creativity is that it's one a tool of survival for me. So it's definitely something that helps me to get through really painful and difficult times and also really wonderful times, which can also just kind of have like their own complexity to them and their own anxieties. And what I've noticed with creativity is that creativity is something that comes to me and it's not something I have to stretch and reach for with strain. It's something that I can dip into and visit when I'm in the space to do that. And I can give an example of how creativity came to me today. So I was out on this walk. I can't remember if it was pre or post swans, but sometime on the walk. And What real creativity feels like for me is an idea coming to me. So I was on this walk and an idea just came to me and this feeling of, oh my gosh, I need to run and write this down. And that feeling of like, I can't run fast enough to get this down on a piece of paper because ideas I feel like are transient and they can just go away. And so that within itself felt like such a big moment for me because it showed that I was in a space where I had loosened up a little bit because I was so tight going into that walk. And it was at that point in the walk where I started to let go and breathe more deeply and just kind of be in the moment. And I wasn't like reaching or thinking. I was just there. And then that's when the idea came. And I was like, oh my God, this is one of those moments. And I just treasured it. And then another one came and I was like, oh my God, this is amazing. I did not go on this walk wanting or expecting this or like reaching for it. It just happened because I found those just really sacred seconds of a quiet mind. And 
it felt like a huge treasure to me, especially because I wasn't expecting it and because I have felt so drained recently. And so when I got home, I went to my notepad and I was like, I'm just going to write them down. I don't know what's going to happen with these ideas, but it just felt so good that they had come to me. And so I think that was a lesson in, oh, this doesn't have to turn into anything big. It doesn't have to turn into something that I have to like show to other people. Creativity can just be the experience of having an idea come and feeling that rush of, oh my gosh, this is the best feeling and writing it down and not feeling like you have to immediately do something. I agree. Yesterday morning, pretty early after I had woken up, I had a creative idea come to me and I felt really excited about it. And I immediately wanted to share and get other people involved in the process. I like put together a little Instagram post about it. And then I just started feeling that pressure that I had placed on myself to take this idea and turn it into a series and turn it into something really big and I'm gonna do this for the entire time that I'm isolated and I observed that that's what I was doing and then I decided not to post it, not to do anything with it right now. I'm just going to see if I'm in the mood to execute this and I'm really just trying not to pressure myself a to be really productive especially after the conversation with Eva and B not to then have to share it and make it public and see what other people think of it so I'm in this sort of beginning stage of this is something I'm curious about and I want to follow it but I don't really want to put any pressure on it at all right now because I'm trying to avoid going into overdrive just because we're at home and using that as some sort of excuse to now do more work or produce more or be more creative. Like I don't actually feel like I have the bandwidth for more right now. So I'm really trying to resist that idea. Oh, I totally feel you on that. And I'm so glad you said that. Like, that just makes me feel relieved hearing you say that because I feel the exact same way. And I feel like I also don't have the bandwidth. And I just appreciate you saying that so much. I was thinking about this yesterday and also talking about my creativity in general and I was like what feels good for me and what has always felt good for me is working with this flow that I'm now more familiar with after I've been with myself for like 31 years and I'm familiar with what it's like to be creative and what that flow feels like and I just kind of came to terms with it yesterday where I was like I don't want to put pressure on myself to make more. I want to keep going at the flow that I'm used to. And maybe, you know, ideas come up and I want to make some shifts and changes, but that doesn't mean that it has to be more, you know, it can take the place of something else. And I want those shifts and those changes to come naturally, but I want to stay in that flow that has guided me through so many huge moments in my life. And I don't think that this should be an exception. I want to stay in that and trust that process. But it's hard because I feel like going on social media, it's just like at any given moment, like five to 10 people are live. And like, there's so much being posted, even by people who like, typically aren't posting that much on social media. And I get it. We're, you know, available. And we're all having a different experience around it. But definitely for me, I feel that, okay, I need to release myself from the pressure to make more. And what feels good for me is actually just staying in that flow and making adjustments and letting new ideas in and making shifts and changes as they want to happen, but not trying to like force things into existence. I'm really glad you mentioned flow because that is something that I've been trying to work on during my time at home. I think that I am naturally a multitasker and that is 
not the way to be. It means that every activity that you're trying to do is just, you're doing it a little bit worse. So I've really been trying to work on that. And by only focusing on one thing at a time, that is when you can achieve flow. So flow is this goal that I've been trying to reach in the last week. And one of those things that I've been working on is micro flow, which is achieving flow but in a small mundane task so for example doing my dishes normally i would want to be watching a video listening to music listening to a podcast making tea while i'm doing the dishes and now i'm really trying to catch myself when i'm doing that and to just do the one thing just do the dishes and in that achieve being present and hopefully micro flow. I love that. I feel like that's such a great way to experience that. And I love the idea of flow. Like for me, I visualize it as something that's like a stream or like a small river, nothing with like crazy rapids in it, just like a nice babbling brook with some lush green grass, maybe some mountains in the background with a little snow on them, some blue skies, sun, maybe a few clouds, birds chirping. This is like the picture of my flow. And I feel like flow is for me something that is always there and I can dip into that resource as I need to. And so going back to the creativity I feel like what dipping into creativity looks like for me is this effortless, like just coming in with a cup and just like scooping something out. It's not this like strenuous reach or trying to like grab for too much at once. It's just like one cup at a time, sipping from that cup. And then when I've used up that cup, then going back for more. And maybe we can talk about replenishing the flow another time because I feel like that is something that we've talked about a lot. I like that we've had so much to talk about and have barely touched on Eva's interview. And I think it's because we haven't been seeing each other every day. (laughs) I know. But honestly, I have loved this because I feel like we still talked about so many things that were touched on in that episode, you know, like even with just creativity and flow, Eva was talking about productivity and, you know, how we feel this pressure to be doing more all the time. And it doesn't have to be that. I feel like everything we've touched on still ties back to that episode because ultimately at the core of it all of this is feeling from home every experience whether it's like you working on the judgment that you're having around your feelings or how you're looking at other people I'm over here crying in my closet it's all feeling from home and I feel like that was the purpose of that episode and also this one too. I feel like this just had to be a check-in between the two of us and also just talking about why I don't want to pay $20 for almond butter anymore. (laughs) Before we go, I do want to touch on a moment in the interview that really it was a bit of a bomb that was dropped very close to the end. I mean, the whole interview was good, but... Just before the end of that interview, Eva said a line that sticks with her is that she's just going to die a little bit in love with like five people. And for me, when she said that, like the bottom dropped out. (laughs) That is exactly how I felt too. Yeah, I just, it's one of my favorite reframings of a life circumstance, maybe of all time. It just helped me to look at so much in a much more positive way. I don't know. I think that love ending relationships that don't work out are just a very difficult thing for me. And I'm someone who really, like, I couldn't really accept the end of La La Land. (laughs) I just have a really tough time when people are in love and the relationship doesn't work. And I think there are other people who are better accepting that than I am. But hearing that phrase really just helped bring peace to a lot of those feelings that I've had. I know. 
gosh, what a line to drop. I feel like my mouth was just hanging open in that moment. I was like, this is piercing like every part of me right now. But that is so true. I think it is this beautiful reframing of love and the people that we have loved and maybe the people that aren't in our lives anymore and relationships that didn't work out. And for me, that's also something I'm super judgmental with myself around. And that just felt like so comforting to hear that somebody else also feels that way and also just has this beautiful way to look at relationships that are no longer in her life. I wonder if it struck other people in the same way that it struck us. I know. I feel like we could do like a whole thing on IG stories that's about what did you feel when you heard Eva say, I'm just going to die a little bit in love with five different people? (laughs) (laughs) Because that was just such a moment. We would love to hear if anybody else felt that same way or if you felt differently, but it was also like a big moment for you because that was just something I didn't see coming at all. And I just walked out of my closet that day like, what in the world? My life will never be the same after hearing those words. We're going to wrap it up. We would love to hear what you think about these stepping stone episodes, what you're thinking about the ins and outs, because you're not going to hear them for a couple episodes. So we hope you enjoy this one and we'll be back with more ins and outs in another future episode. But I really enjoyed doing this. Did you have fun, Christina? Yeah, I do want to step up my list. Well, we have time. Luckily, we have so much time and it's a process. It's not about perfection. Thank you so much for listening and for being part of this process with us. We are really having just the best time putting this podcast together. I know it's been an amazing creative outlet for me. And I just want to say thank you to everyone who's been tuning in and listening, people who have been commenting on Instagram, people who have been sending us voice memos. It has meant so much to us. And if you'd like to share your thoughts, you can email a voice note to us at onesteppodcast at gmail.com. You can just use the voice memos app or the voice record app to send us a voice note. And we will share those here on the podcast as they come in. If you want to leave us a voice note and you're not quite sure about that process, we do have a highlight on our Instagram One Step Podcast that goes through the steps of how to record the voice note, sending it as an attachment, all of that. So if you're still not quite sure, you can find our highlight and follow those steps. And you know, while you're hanging out in podcast land, we would love it if you subscribed and rated and reviewed this podcast. You can find One Step on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and wherever you listen to your podcast. And also make sure to follow us on Instagram at One Step Podcast to stay up to date. We are working on the virtual podcast club meeting, so we will definitely keep you updated there. Things are still coming together And so, like I said, this is a process. We're moving with the flow. The meetings will be coming and we're really excited for them too because it'll be a cool way to just get people in different cities involved. And I'm really excited to just meet some of you virtually. I think that'll just be a really cool experience. All right. Well, thank you so much, everyone, for taking time out of your day to spend some time with us. And thank you, of course, to our producer, Christina Cleveland, who was also here chatting today. Our sound engineer and editor, Tung Chen, and my studio, my closet in New York City. Take care, everyone, and we'll talk soon.